Hey friend, welcome to the Alive Living Podcast. My name is Sarah Raquel Gauthier, and I'm excited for our journey together. We are all spiritual beings on a spiritual journey, but sometimes we may feel like we're stuck and not fully living. The good news is, is that Jesus came so that you could have life and life abundantly. So let's stop sleepwalking and start living alive, one conversation at a time. in you to be the purpose that flows out of you. We started this conversation in the last episode and we talked about how God calls, you walk, and purpose flows. But there's still another layer to getting the potential that's in you to be the purpose that flows out of you and it all hinges on this idea that your calling has limits. And so today I want us to have a conversation about understanding our limits so that we can embrace hope. And we're going to go to Ephesians chapter 4 where we've been living throughout this season of the Alive Living podcast. And I want to read just one verse for us in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 4. So grab your Bibles, grab your notes, and let's jump into the text. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 4 says, There is one body and one spirit just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call. In my Bible, this reads in between two dashes. It's almost an afterthought. In some other versions, it comes in a parenthesis, something that you might just look over. And I think oftentimes in our mindset, in our culture, we look over our limitations. And because we look over our limitations, we can't fully embrace the hope that belongs to our calling. So I want to talk about the limits of calling today. You have limits. You and I, we have limits. And if we can understand our limits, we can better embrace the hope of our calling. I think one of the things um, about calling is there's two sides of calling. Calling has potential, but calling also has these limitations. And just as potential is woven into all of creation, there's also limits that are woven into all of creation. There are things that you and I can simply not do. And that might look different for me than it looks for you, but we have limitations. And I think it's important to just note, there are two kinds of limitations, right? There are limitations that are in our nature, so if, if you lift weights, I have a, uh, there's a friend of mine who does CrossFit, is a CrossFit coach certified, and one of the things that she says is that your body will physically not be able to lift more than it can handle. So you cannot lift more weight than your body can handle. But if you can lift that, that means that your body can handle it. So that means that your nature, in your physical embodied nature, you can actually lift that, that weight. I think that's important because our our bodies and the way that we're designed, our nature has limitations on it. And then there's a second kind of limitation that's imposed on us by society, that's imposed on us by our culture, our context. And that's a really important conversation um, that we need to have and that we must continue to have. But what I want to really focus on is the, the limits that are within our nature, what we can and cannot do. And I think 
there's this, this myth or this saying in our culture that we are limitless, that we have limitless potential, that we can do anything, that we can become anything or anyone that we want. Um, and I think that we, we often think that we can defy any of the limitations that are placed on us. But there are just some things that we're not designed to do. And sometimes that's seasonal. And sometimes um, it's going to change depending on the season. It's going to change depending on the, what's going on in your life. But there are things that are built into our nature that we just cannot do. We cannot do anything. We cannot be anything. And I know for some of you, that's going to sound like, okay, I'm turning off this podcast because I don't want to hear that I have limits. But remember, when we can understand our limitations, it gives us the opportunity to embrace hope. And if you're like me and you grew up um, during a time where participation awards were everything and like you just get an award just for participating. If you showed up, you would get an award. If you if you played in the game, you would get an award. And the reality is that there are winners and there are losers. Somebody has to get first place and somebody has to get second place. And um, I think sometimes we grow up with this myth of thinking that like just because I participate, it means that I was great at something. It means that I can do anything. But part of what we are going to see, even as we explore um, our sense of calling and this this foundational truth that you are called, yes, you are called and, and you might identify like me with the apostolic calling and you're somebody who's who's a dream awakener, but you might not be someone like, for example, me, my shepherd gifting and my evangelistic gifting are really low in the in the apest and the fivefold. And so for me, it takes more work for me to function in the purposes of the shepherd, that caretaking, that guard and that guide. It takes me more energy and more effort to function in that evangelistic storyteller that invites people and excites people to do things. It just naturally takes me more energy and the reason why is because I have limits. Talk to me about awakening dreams. Talk to me about catalyzing and commissioning people. Like I can do that no problem. But talk to me about guarding and guiding and inviting and exciting. And that kind of stuff is just going to take me more effort because I have limits. And you have limits too. And I think it's important that we recognize and realize that this myth that we are limitless, that we can do anything that we put our, put our mind and our thought to, we just can't. And that's okay. I think there's something beautiful about understanding that. And I think oftentimes what happens is when we think that we are limitless, when we think that we have the potential to be able to do anything, we fail. And failure is an important thing that we have to talk about and that we have to recognize that we are going to fail. And our failures teach us about our limitations. And sometimes we think, okay, I need to do X, Y, Z. And if I achieve X, Y, Z, then I, then I will be a success. Then the purpose that is going to begin to flow out of me, that potential that is in me is going to be the purpose that flows out of me if I can achieve X, Y, and Z. And I think part of it is, is just understanding that there, there are limitations. There are things that... Um, we can't do. And when we personalize our failures and think not that I failed, but that I am a failure, you're not going to be able to get the potential that's in you to be the purpose that flows out of you. And so I think through, throughout all of 2020, you know, we, we've seen so much um, pain throughout COVID. There's been so many losses, both physical deaths, but also the death of the future that we thought that we were going to have, the opportunities that we thought we were going to have. Um, everything, everything has changed, right? And not only that, but we're experiencing a time of such racial, social, political unrest. There's so much divisiveness. We can't get on the same page about masks, whether we wear them, whether 
or we don't wear them. We can't get on the same page about black lives mattering. And so we have to say blue lives matter. We have to say all lives matter. We can't get on the same page about any of these issues and any of these topics. And so it may make you feel like you're a failure. I know for me, like, even as I'm, I'm, I'm wrestling and trying to do this podcast and, um, you know, for me in my sweet spot, I love to talk about these conversations around identity, calling and purpose. And these are the kinds of things that, that get me alive. These are the kinds of conversations, um, talking about spiritual formation and discipleship and how can I be transformed to look more like Christ for the good of others. But I asked myself the question, like, Should I be talking more about what it means to be a woman in these times? Should I be talking more about what it means to be Latina in these times? But I understand that even though those are parts of my social location and and who I am in my embodied experience, I am a woman, I am Latina, um, I am a lawyer, I am a writer, I am all these things, right? I think part of understanding the limits to our calling is understanding the lane of our calling. And the lane of my calling and what gets me excited is to have these conversations around who am I and who am I becoming and what is my purpose and how can I integrate all that I am to be all that God has called me to be. But if I were trying to be in another lane, if I were trying to be in another pocket of my calling, I would find myself against so many limitations because I understand that like God doesn't necessarily need me to be talking about all of those topics around race and ethnicity and sex. and ge- like God doesn't need me to be talking about all those things. There are a lot of great people talking about those things. But for me, where I sense my, my sense of my calling is to be having these kinds of conversations and empowering and equipping you to walk in your sense of identity, in your sense of calling, in your sense of purpose. And so understanding those limitations, even now as I'm wrestling with the, these, this podcast and these, this content that we've created to be a blessing for you, um, I'm wrestling with that and internally thinking like, how do, how do I bring in conversations about race and ethnicity? And how do I bring in conversations about being a Latina pastor woman like how do we have these conversations and I think there's a this is kind of step two this is 2.0 because we've got to understand those things but also begin to integrate them into our total experience but that's how we understand the limits of our calling and the limits of our calling and also being in the lane of our calling. And a, a part of me could feel like an ultimate failure, like, oh, Sarah, you let them down. You aren't talking about what it means to be a Latina woman in ministry. And I, I'm happy to talk about that with you whenever you want. Um, but it, it doesn't necessarily mean that that needs to be the focal point of the conversation that we're having. And I could feel like a failure. And to be honest, there are moments when I'm like, oh, you're, you're missing the point of what you should be talking about. Like you're missing that moment. But God has called me and there's a voice inside me to help build you up to live alive. And part of living alive is understanding your identity, your calling and your purpose. And so that's that's what I want to bring to you. And I think oftentimes when we feel like we have failed in our calling, when we feel as though, man, like I missed the mark or I'm not doing enough, I'm not hitting X, Y, Z mark, we have to forgive ourselves. Part of understanding that there are limits in our calling is forgiving ourselves for maybe falling short of of who we thought we were supposed to be. Falling short of the boxes that we thought we needed to check to be the person that other people wanted us to be and not the person who God has called us to be and not the person who inside of me, I am calling me to be. We talked about that in an episode, that there's a voice inside of you that is, uh, that is continuously speaking to you and asking you, like, is what you are living your life? 
And I think so often when we try to fit ourselves into other people's boxes and, and to kind of check the box for other people, then even if it's an important conversation, it's a conversation that needs to be had, and it's a conversation that I am having with people in my life, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's the only way that I can enter into the conversation as a pastor, as a guide, as a facilitator, as a leader, and as somebody who wants to really empower you to think critically about your own sense of identity, calling, and purpose. And so I think there's got to be forgiveness. If you feel like you have failed in achieving this, this purpose outside of you that may not even be the purpose that God has called you to, I think there's a moment of saying, God, forgive me. What is the myth that I have believed about the potential in me? What are some of the things that I have believed that I have, I'm supposed to be but is not actually who God has called you to be? And how can you just forgive yourself? Forgive yourself for a failure that when God looks at you, God's like, you haven't failed. You're right in the sweet spot of where I have called you to be. Because when we'll understand that, then this verse 4 in Ephesians chapter 4, it begins to come to life just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call. When we can understand our limitations, the limitations of our calling and the lane of our calling that God wants us to run. Run your race, don't run anybody else's race. And so when we can understand this is my lane and this is the area where God has called me to be, then we can understand and begin to embrace this hope. And hope levels the playing field. I think what's so important is that hope is something that is outside of me. Hope is something that, that God is, is calling me into. When the Bible speaks of hope, it is not wishful thinking. It's not ojalake. It's not like, oh, well, I hope this thing happens. When the Bible speaks of hope, it is this alive expectation of the things that are to come. Which is to say, in the context of our calling, there is an expectation that the purpose that God has for your life will flow out of your life when you will begin to understand that there are limitations on your calling. You become much more free to say, okay, God, I'm going to say what you want me to say. I'm going to do what you want me to do. Form me into your image, into your likeness for the good of other people. Do it in me so that then other people can begin to see like, what is this hope that you carry? What is this thing inside of you that seems to be an anchor for your soul as Hebrews talks about? That hope is an anchor for our souls. Hope is the expectation that our souls are gonna find rest. And I think when we can begin to understand our limitations, we can begin to be at rest. We don't have to be neurotic thinking like, oh my gosh, I need to do this, this, and the other in order to begin to walk in purpose, in order to get the potential that's in me to be the purpose that flows out of me. No, I no longer have to live in a state of anxiety thinking, oh, I'm falling short. I'm falling short of the potential. I'm falling short of who I thought I was supposed to be. No, we can begin to embrace hope. We can begin to have the security inside of us knowing that, man, God has got me. God has got me. Hope is an anchor for my soul. And so when we begin to understand limits and we embrace hope, it's then that purpose will still flow out of you. Because I think so often we, we think that, oh my gosh, like if, if, I, if I can't, if I can't do things the way that they want me to do them, if I can't do things the way that I think I want me to do the things that I want to do, then we think we've, we've fallen short. And I think the reality is, is that hope expects the promises of God to be fulfilled. Hope depends on someone greater than myself. There is someone greater outside of me, a God, 
who loves me, who cares for me, and who wants the purposes in my life to be fulfilled even more than I want the purposes of my life to be fulfilled. And so hope, it depends on something greater than me. And hope has this capacity for me to connect with others in ways that are much more authentic and genuine to who God has called me to be. And so I just want to invite us to, to remember that we have limits and it's okay that we have limits because I think that if we will realize our limits, then we will be able to be in relationship with other people in a way that acknowledges that the part of the body that they are, that acknowledges that there's something that, that you have to offer me that I need. There's something that my friends and my family and the people that I'm in community with and the people who are part of my neighborhood, there's something that other people can add to my life and I don't have to try to figure out how to do all things and be all things to all people at all times. When we begin to embrace and understand that we have limitations, then, then the hope that is the anchor for not only our soul, but the soul of our communities and, and the soul of, of the body of Christ and, and the soul of the neighborhoods and, and everywhere we go, that soul begins to come alive. Because now I can look at other people and say, you know, what is, what is the purpose inside of you? And how can we work together in order for God's purposes to be fulfilled, for the kingdom of God to come on earth as it is in heaven? And it's a much more holistic and beautiful way to live when we understand our limitations and embrace hope. So I want to encourage you to do a couple things. Number one, I want you to surrender to the illusion that you are limitless. Surrender it crucify it just let it go you are not limitless you have limits and once you can surrender to that once you can accept and and just realize and say god i have limits and be okay with that and just crucify and just grieve the loss uh, of that myth then number two i want you to just accept the god reality that there are limits yeah but god is going to make sure that the potential that's in you is going to be the purpose that flows out of you um, and so how can you accept that God reality? How can you begin to accept that there is a greater hope? There is a greater hope. I love there's a verse in Hebrews that says that um, Abraham hoped against hope. See, Abraham and Sarah, they were promised that they were going to have a son, but it would be years later before they would actually have a son. And a lot of that was because they tried to take matters into their own, own hands. They didn't understand their limitations. And so Sarah tells Abraham to sleep with Hagar. You can read the story in Genesis. But the bottom line is that in the end, they both hoped against hope. And I think that's what we need to understand when it comes to our calling, when it comes to understanding that we are called and that there are limits to our call. Accepting God reality is sometimes hoping against hope, but knowing that God is still going to get the purposes that are in you to always flow out of you. So how can you begin to just surrender the illusion of your limitless potential and begin to accept the God reality that hope is an anchor for our souls? So let's pray as we close out this episode of the Alive Living Podcast. God, we thank you so much for the opportunity to just be free from the illusion, from myth that we are limitless. We thank you, God, because you are a limitless God. You are an eternal God. And in you, when we understand that we have limits, then we are able to better embrace 
hope. And so I pray that in these times when it might seem like we need to be all things to all people, in these moments when, when we feel ourselves trying to achieve something that is outside of our lane, God, I pray that you would correct us, that you would bring us back into our lane, that you would call us and remind us of who you have designed us to be so that the potential that's in us can be the purpose that flows out of us. And God, I thank you because when you want to get a purpose out of one of your sons and daughters, you will stop at nothing to make it so. And so I pray for my brothers, for my sisters who are listening, and I ask God that you would get that purpose that's in them. You would allow it to flow freely as we understand our limitations and embrace hope. We love you, Lord. We pray these things in your name. Amen. Hey, friend. Thanks for being a part of the conversation today. Before you go, I want to invite you to do two easy things. Number one, go ahead and subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. That way, you won't miss a moment of the journey. Second thing, share this podcast with a friend. Let's continue to build one another up to live a life, one conversation at a time.